0: This is Wrestling with your host Isaac Scamlin. Before we begin today, I just want to remind you to check out my social media pages. I am on Facebook. Look for Wrestling with Isaac Scamlin where you will see important announcements about the show and where we can continue to wrestle with topics discussed on the show. Also, check me out on Locals.com by following the link in the description, where you can find various bonus content, including deleted scenes and bonus episodes. And there you can support me for only three bucks a month. Check it out. All right. For the first time in wrestling history, I am joined by not one, but two guests. Ethan Sampson and Sam Coddington join me for this episode of Wrestling, hosts of their own podcast, Anti-Folly. We wrestle with the Hypostatic Union and the Nephilim, among other things. Along the way, Sam and Ethan describe their podcast, and we all discuss our respective reasons for launching our podcast, along with the joys and challenges of podcasting. A link to Ethan and Sam's show can be found in the description. Sam, Ethan, welcome to Wrestling. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's finals week here at Bethel. You guys are both students, from my understanding? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. Finals, yeah. We sh- I should probably be working on the paper right now, but... <laughs> So yeah,
2: this, is, this is my paper break right now because <laughs> oh, it's just it's a train wreck. But anyways,
0: yeah, oh. I, I have a crazy story from from my back in my day when I was here at Bethel, graduated in twenty nineteen. But first ever finals week, I came down with the stomach flu. Oh, dang, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> now, fortunately, this was my first semester, so most of my courses were basically high school courses. Okay. Like, honors high school courses, but, but yeah, that was no fun. But hey, makes a great story. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, you two, you two are podcasters in your own right. Mm -hmm. We're, well, we're trying. Yeah.
2: We're, we're trying.
0: Yeah, Yeah. That, that's how I am at right now. Just, the metaphor I use is, it's like, it's like I'm, it's like I'm walking down a river I just see this canoe and I'm just like you know I'm just gonna get in this canoe just start paddling <laughs> see where I end up
1: yeah I feel like that's kind of where we are I mean I mean obviously I'm sure the podcast name will be in the title anti-folly it's like a weird random name it's pretty chill we play like rap music at the beginning of it without any like rap it's just like literally typed in the first podcast episode old school rap background on nice. um, copyrighted specifically, so we don't get to, we don't get clapped. Yeah. And actually, then I just played it, and then that was it. So it's super super casual, super like figured out as you go, which I think is yeah, the best totally. way to do a podcast.
2: Yeah, we actually sat down in this in this room to record our first podcast, and we were about to, we were like, okay, we're ready. You know, layout. We're, we we kind of know what we're going to talk about. And we're like, oh wait, we need a name for our podcast. <laughs> so so we just came up with Anti Folly on the spot. We're like. <laughs> That's good enough, and then started recording.
1: Dude, I like it. I mean, I came up with it, kind of, so not to, like, you know, pat myself yeah. on the back, but, I mean, <laughs> I like it a lot. It sounds like Antifa, but, like, anti-folly, you know? And hopefully we're not full of folly, but... No,
2: I, I think sometimes.
1: Probably. Sometimes we might be. Definitely sometimes, but we're not trying to be, which is important.
0: Mm-hmm. True.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I... I came up with the name Wrestling. I, I actually didn't know what the name was for for my first episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just put it out there, and I experimented with a few different names. I, I don't even really know what I came up with, but, but I was thinking, okay, what is this show going to be about? And I say, okay, I want this to be a show where we have biblical, nuanced discussions that really need to be had where... We say things that everyone is thinking, or or just talk about those uncomfortable subjects, mm. because I mean it's it's really impacting the church right now. We I referenced this briefly in one of my episodes when I was talking with my friend Sterling. We discussed this article on the Gospel Coalition written by a guy named Kevin DeYoung, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he's a great author. Yes. I love
1: DeYoung. I have a book of his that Zach gave me. Yeah. Super great. What book? It was... Um, oh, no, I can't think of it. It's, um, it's a red cover. Oh, it's The Hole in Our Holiness. Super good book.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that one, but I read Just Do Something. Mm-hmm. And that's for sure in my top five most influential books outside the Bible. Wow. It was... It was really what I needed since I read it during my final semester of school and Mm -hmm. I just had no idea what I was going to do, but the theme of this book, it's just what it sounds like. Just do something. Mm. When you're making a godly decision, you don't have to wait for that right shiver in your spirit. Just go out there, start doing stuff and see what happens. And that was one thing that inspired me when for sure when I started the podcast is if it's God's will that this only goes a few episodes, so be it. Mm. But hey, here I am, episode thirteen, I'd say I'd say things are going all right. That's awesome. Damn, that's dope. Yeah.
1: I like um I like the name because it's like you're literally wrestling with things. And you talk about that on your podcast. How it's you talk about these discussions that people either don't like to talk about or it's just not addressed in like a correct biblical manner and it's like i think that's really important i mean that's kind of for anti folly that's sort of like the perspective we came about for it too and i mean we kind of deal with more like exclusive explicit explicit explicitly like political and philosophical and stuff but ethan kind of does a good job of reining me back in to make it like let's let's talk about the gospel and stuff like that but it's like these are things that need to be talked about, and I think it's really great that our two podcasts are kind of pursuing that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense. The way I was listening to an episode of yours, and and Sam, you said that you are, you're a history and political science major, mm-hmm. and Ethan, you said you're a biblical and theological studies major. Yep, yep. By the way, did, did I even introduce you guys? Sort of. I, well, we I introduced you, but yeah, I said good. your names— did we even say who's who was who?
1: No, but we can do that now for sure. Okay. Uh, my name is Sam Connington, um, Zach Connington's brother. Who, yeah, you were good friends with Zach in college at Bethel. Yeah, um, n-
0: now he's the weed guy. The weed Check guy. out episode twelve. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I'm not the weed guy, um, not yet. And I don't know. Maybe it could be my future. Don't know. Not sure where I stand. I mean, on
0: that. I was an Arminian before I met Zach Connington. <laughs> oh. So anything is possible. That's, yeah, so true. that's. He can do some. Th- he can do
1: things. But, anyways, I'm not Zach. Sam, I'm uh, really into soccer. Um, secret. I'm actually watching the MLS Cup final right now during the podcast. I must confess. Ah, uh, uh <laughs> I'm a. I'm a soccer ref. I love refing soccer. I have a soccer mentor and slash friend who is a Minnesota referee, and he's the fourth official in the MLS Cup final. Which, I'm really happy about that. Most people don't care, but that's awesome. He's like he's representing really Minnesota. About- at the national level where none of our teams ever make it to.
2: Let's go. Amen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm Ethan Sampson. Um yeah, we actually I wanted to to say too, we we did a a podcast as well with Zach mm-hmm. on our on our podcast talking about the Bethel Covenant and et cetera. So mm-hmm. if everyone just loves Zach and none be. of uh, none of the three of us, then there's two episodes at least of Zach Cotting that they can listen to. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I love, I I did a, out of high school, I did a gap year program, Mm -hmm. discipleship program that totally changed my life. I had been living at a, at a Bible camp where my mom works, but I had never picked up the Bible before and actually read it. Mm -hmm. And that, that experience totally changed my life. I thought I was going to work in like camping ministry and, you know, just like, foster retreat space or something along those lines but then i like actually became a christian and started reading my bible and so now i really desire to be a pastor um so still so yeah and then definitely even since coming to school my my views have definitely changed um became so? an Ar- i i was i came in as an arminian my um
0: nice you and me both yeah <laughs>
2: And I think a lot of that is like, a, at least a lot of the circles that all the circles I was in, the camp that I that I live at, still my my mom still works there. It it's just assumed that we have the free will choice and et cetera, and then I was like, oh, what does the Bible? What does the Bible say about this? <laughs> and started to read those things and was um was interested to find verses talking about predestination or et cetera, and started to wrestle through those things. And that mm-hmm. was, you know, starting what two or three years ago. And now to where I am now going to redeeming cross community church, just like Reformed Baptist. And, um, shout out to Luke Walker. Yep. <laughs> just trying to get every shout out possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Noah. So no, I, I really love, um, thinking about theology and reading the Bible and talking with people about that. And, um, Learning about other people's views on faith and et cetera, and having conversations like that, and really taking taking all those kind of some of those abstract things or things that feel abstract, and putting them into the practical, like what's going on with, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse mm-hmm. or et cetera, like, how does our faith actually matter in practical things?
1: Yeah, I guess I should probably talk about more than soccer. I feel like, ah. Uh, you not you feel guilty about that? I feel kind of guilty now. Um, <laughs> I came into Bethel as a, a Calvinist non-Christian, which is interesting. I don't think that's super common. I kind of like – I went through a phase where I was like really thought I was Christian and was super passionate about everything, and then I just like stopped caring. But then mm. I would acknowledge all of these intellectual concepts like, yeah, Calvinism makes logical sense. Yeah, Christianity compared to other religions makes logical sense. But then I was like, well, I really like sitting and I don't care. So I just stopped caring. Hmm. And then I went to another college. uh, got canceled. Then had probably the lowest point of my life. Got
0: canceled. What do you mean by that?
1: uh, I really thought like facts. I, I could hide behind facts. That like facts really mattered. So I would, I would state like just objective things. Why would were, you think that? I know I was bad
0: on my part. You've been listening to too much. Ben Shapiro. Honestly, he says the facts don't <laughs> care about your feelings, but what he doesn't tell you is that your feelings don't care about the facts. Yeah. Mm. And
1: mm. I, I thought it was an, I thought it was invincible. Like I was like, I'm intellectually correct in these, in some of these discussions I'm actually correct. But I also like made everyone mad by doing that and made it's some mistakes just like your brother yeah <laughs> so I had to leave that I had to leave that situation long story short came came to Bethel and I guess that summer uh, not that summer there's like a couple weeks off between when I switched and then came to Bethel where I was just like working and um, my brother and people at his church my brother is like really encouraging me my parents and family are encouraging me i hear stories about like how my brother would talk to me to people like you guys and other people and like tell them about some of the situation at like church people at church and I had a lot of people praying for me through it and uh I think almost a year ago now I, I became a Christian and it was at Bethel and
0: hey let's go yeah snaps
1: yeah. that that's kind of my my little story so
0: that's awesome yeah well well welcome to the family oh yeah welcome mm. to the to the blood-bought family mm. <laughs> I love it here it's great it's always so great to hear the story about how God saves people.
1: Mm. And not people saving people yeah. specifically. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. freaking Arminius. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nah, we love Arminians too.
0: <laughs> True. We do. Yeah. <laughs> so I it's been kind of implied by your guys' answers, but what inspired you to start your podcast? Uh well. So yeah, we're, me and Sam, we met at Bethel
2: and one thing we started doing, so this, oh my gosh, the dining center had all of these huge tables uh, with no chairs at, around them because they would make you socially distance, mm-hmm. you know, even in the dining center. So, so oh, what yeah, you can do. Oh yeah, that must have been weird. I'm, it I'm was, glad I missed that. Dude, it oh, was okay, so again. awful, honestly. <laughs> no soft serve machine. That's the no. worst part. That is the worst like, part. Like, I didn't hey. even know that was a thing. I didn't even that know you could get cereal. Cool. There was, <laughs> anyways. So, what we would <laughs> do is, our group of friends, we would, you could get to go boxes, which was actually pretty sick. And you could take your food wherever and go and eat somewhere in the buildings or outside or whatever. So, we would go, and what would end up happening is, me and Sam, and maybe some of our buddies, would end up sitting there for like two hours after dinner just talking about stuff mm-hmm. stuff you know talking about faith arguing over some interpretation of a verse uh etc and we started to go man we should really it's a podcast this is literally a podcast <laughs> if we just had something to record on um but i think also it was something about the the culture of bethel which maybe sam you want to touch on that
1: as yeah well. yeah you kind of kind of go back as well like I, I was, like, kind of adopted by your guys' floor for the most part. Like, I was I was on first floor in Old Nelly, and then second floor is where I basically lived. So mm-hmm. I was really blessed to be able to hang out with Ethan and some of you guys. And kind of to that point where it's like these we had all of these, like, conversations about, like, politics, history, which is mostly me. But politics, <laughs> religion, all that stuff, and we would just talk about it. And our whole friend group would do it. And then me and Ethan kind of – I feel like we always talked about it almost the most out of the group. So, whenever we were just hanging out, it would just it would just naturally evolve into that, and we started going to church together and we did all we started doing a lot of stuff together as we our friendship grew, and it kind of just kind of got to the point where it's like I think we're both good at talking about this, and like there's something there's something good that can come out of it, and yeah, like how you said like this could be a podcast. there's a lot of times mm-hmm. where we were just like, this literally could be a podcast. Why aren't we in the booth <laughs> so yeah. then this year we finally we kind of talked about that last year a bit, and then this year we finally went ahead and like committed to it and kind of the culture Bethel aspect of it um you know like I came in I heard stories from like Zach and from other people that were alumni that like Bethel it's like
0: it's terrible it's terrible <laughs> and all that stuff
1: and like I feel like I've been kind of softened with how terrible my experience was at a previous college where I'm like you know Bethel kind of sucks in some areas but like compared to other schools it's like heaven and uh, I, I would agree with you that. know what I mean so I, I, I had that. that nice layering where it was like – and what they've done for me to get to this school even is like I already have that much respect for Bethel. But because I respect them, I see a lot of things where they can grow. And one of the things we noticed was that a lot of professors aren't willing to really address things fairly. A lot of students aren't willing to have conversations. Um little shout-out to the Clarion. Last year, Clarion would like repeatedly put out um, articles that only presented um, – opinions from like a left a more left left wing perspective i mean they had someone on that literally said uh biden was a devout catholic i'm not a catholic but like i know a little bit about catholicism and i don't think that's super accurate um <laughs> but they they wouldn't have those opinions and we went to uh a speaker event latasha morrison she talked about racial reconciliation
0: naming names yeah she just right off the bat yeah she wrote
1: a book coming back too
2: we're maybe gonna go what do you think Uh, We might go. It might be the same thing again. Probably. We'll see.
1: She gets up on stage. She wrote this whole book on racial reconciliation. She talks about it, but she never actually explains what it is. She's like, racial reconciliation is this thing we should all do. It's biblical. gives all these examples, but still fails to actually define what is racial reconciliation and how can we have it. And that kind of, that pushed me over the edge. It probably pushed Ethan over the edge. Where it's just like, there's people like talking about all these things, but like not how you achieve it. And what really, at least for me, what set it off where I'm like, I got to do this is when there was a BSG event that it was basically, a, they called them, um, it was like, it's uh, it called what it was a one body event. And the whole emphasis of the one body events were that you have people having dialogue with each other on like a stage or in the podcast booth that have quote unquote different views talking about all of these issues relating to Christianity and that the, like the, the slogan is, um, it's uh, what not uniformity. It's um,
0: unity.
1: Unity, not not, un- not uniformity. Yeah. Not uniformity. And they had this nice. We went to the event, Benson, and they had one guy who said he doesn't believe that the Bible is the inherent word of God. Another person that disagreed slightly with it, but he never really talked much. And then they had a couple other people. It was it was basically all people from varying levels of like liberal theology talking about issues and then they talk about like oh pro-life people don't think this that and that there wasn't a single pro-life person on the stage so i got i had said some things online where i was just like this isn't (laughs) this is not dialogue like you get a bunch of people that think slightly different about things on a stage and like talk about that like you're not actually representing views this isn't pursuing truth like you're presenting one side of an argument and you're not even discussing it with people that disagree with you. Like, this is not good. This is not how Christians should pursue this. Mm-hmm. And kind of anti-fall in what we've been trying to do with having people that have different views in us as guests on the podcast and talking about all these opinions that aren't like heard, that a lot of students at Bethel hold these opinions, but Bethel doesn't present these opinions. Hmm. So we want to be that, we want to be that voice and we want to encourage conversations that you know pursue a truthful fruitful discussion with things and not not this idea of folly you know where it's like my emotional view of things you know my secular view of things like let's let's engage this let's have conversations i guess that's that's why we started it correct me if i'm wrong no totally no, okay. no i th- yeah
2: i think that's exactly why we started it and and i think like to give to give an, a clear example from that um quote unquote dialogue that that was had <laughs> Is someone said that people that are pro-life don't care about children after they're born, o- outside of the womb, they don't care about them. Mm-hmm. And here we are, us and our, our buddy Xavier, three of the maybe maybe thirty people sitting in <laughs> the giant Benson Chapel <laughs> that seats what you know a it, thousand over people a thousand. Or we're think. all sitting. We're sitting in there towards the front, and we're just. I'm just. I started praying because Mm -hmm. I was like, the fact that you can go up there, say something so intellectually dishonest to just assume that everyone that believes that these babies like are humans and have life and deserve life that, that they all don't care about them after was just, I mean, was extremely hurtful. Mm -hmm. And so I think, when we when we come to it, it's like we want to have a conversation. We don't want to, you know, talk over somebody. We want to give somebody mm-hmm. the opportunity to say what they think truly, and ask them questions, understand what they're saying, and then say, "I disagree." Yeah. And and that's that's really seeking after wisdom, and that's that is anti folly, because um, one thing we'll do is always read verses. Mm-hmm that have folly in them because we're kind of lazy. We just, <laughs> you know, fine versus say folly, but command F folly, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there are verses that are, you know, talking about how it's, you know, the, the fool just, you know, they just hear what they want to hear or they just, you know, they only want to hear the perspective. They don't want to understand someone else. They don't want to, you know, actually seek after truth. Like we're, we're, We want to grow as well. We want to say, oh, this is where we're wrong. This is Mm -hmm. where we're incorrect. And if we mess up, like, we want to own that as well instead of we're always correct. We're this monolithic thing. We're Mm -hmm. only going to allow our opinion to be spoken, et cetera. Like, Mm -hmm. we really want to find and continue to have conversations with people that um, we disagree with and do show that you can do that in a loving way that's actually disagreement and dialogue.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great to hear yeah that's that's similar to to what I was thinking was starting wrestling was out of guess on we disagree on various things and we and we say things that everyone else is thinking mm. like I bet I'm not the only Christian who's thought about you know is it really a sin to smoke a little weed <laughs> then lo and behold, I <laughs> talked to Zach. <laughs> And he'd been thinking about the same thing, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I've been thinking about the same thing. Let's have a conversation." <laughs> mm. And, I mean, I go to a very biblical church. I, mm. I have a great community. I'm I'm not complaining about them at all, but it's just so refreshing to hear someone want to have a conversation about these taboo things. Mm-hmm. Because I know for a fact I'm not the only one who thinks about the crazy stuff that comes into my mind on a daily basis. I mean, and that's what I want to do at wrestling. I want to also ask just some weird questions.
2: That's awesome.
0: I like that a lot, yeah. For instance, this this is Advent, and, you know, I've been thinking – Jesus was born of a virgin. He wasn't conceived with a male sperm cell. So where did he get his Y chromosome? Where did he get half his DNA from? God. (laughs) So would that mean that he was a... Would that mean he was a God-human hybrid? Because that's not the way I've understood Mm -hmm. the hypostatic union.
1: What's, isn't that like a demigod in like Greek mythology? It would, it's like yeah.
2: It would be something, yeah. But that's not not yeah. Or or like the
0: righteous version of the nephilim. Yeah, which I think were what's that? That's uh, angel child. In Genesis yeah. six, before the flood, the sons of God came to Earth and reproduced with the daughters of men, and they created the nephilim, oh. who were these giants. And most biblical scholars would say. The sons of God refer to fallen angels. Mm. And I would I think that's the best explanation, but but I also know that for instance Jesus taught that no one will be married in heaven, but all will be as the angels, not reproducing. Mm. But yet we see in Genesis angels reproducing. So What's up with that? Hmm. Contradiction, maybe? Yeah, and and I mean, it's important, not only because that's really interesting, and I'd love to talk about that, but people have walked away from the faith over things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a mandate in Scripture— that we be ready to give a reason for the hope that is in us.
1: Mm.
0: So that's just part of why I started wrestling. So we can, so we can wrestle with these things. Mm. I really like that.
2: Yeah. I really think that's dope. Um, Do you, is there, was there some, some motivation or story that kind of, Pushed you that that direction towards asking those questions or
0: something along those lines. Thanks for asking. One thing I would just say is that I'm weird, and <laughs> same. <laughs> I I just think of these weird questions. I I happen to think all this stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. It also. I've alluded to this in previous episodes, but I was part of a very culty church at one point in my life that they didn't always appreciate intellectualism and asking too many Mm -hmm. questions of them. Hmm. They came off as very quick to shut down discussion. And and not only was that frustrating for me, but, but what kind of a God is that who... Who just shuts down discussions. I mean, you know, we are to be reverent. We are to come with him, you know, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. But but on the other hand, he's an all-powerful being. So I don't think—it's not like he's going to get rattled by us having a few questions. No, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of like—especially in Proverbs, there's a lot
1: of—I can't think of it off the top of my head, so— sounds like I'm not about to say something like really wrong um there's a lot of like verses about how we're supposed to like pursue truth and not that it's necessarily good to question aspects of God but it's not necessarily like it's not bad to have those thoughts necessarily like
0: right it's it's not good it's it's not good in the long run yeah because you know God does reveal himself and then it's like okay once God has revealed himself what are you going to do with that Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and I mean like it's it's good. Like Christianity's an intellectual, like faith. It's not like this faith where it's like you start thinking about it too hard and everything starts crumbling. Like if 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 your church, I guess, survives off of like like punishing, um, like really like serious thought about it, and you know being able to actually look at like criterias of religion and see if it makes it legitimate or not, then your religion is probably not built on super solid grounds and I think Christianity has been able to survive for centuries with various people from outside and within the church questioning it and it still holds up which I think says a lot about our faith you know and I think it's good I think it's good to have conversations about things that we're questioning about it and all that stuff as long as you stick to like what's important and it's like why does it matter because there's some things that like don't really matter I guess yeah I don't know
2: well I think if you're not asking any questions at all, you know, how thoughtfully are you actually engaging in what you believe, what you're saying you believe, mm-hmm. you know, if you're really, if you're just assuming that everything you hear is true, that's just folly. I mean, y- you have to be like, well, does this actually make sense? You know, where yeah, you is this? You have to
1: wrestle with it.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's
2: better. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I think that's that's really the part of the crucial point, and it's like, yeah, it, like what you said, Sam. If the Bible can't take a little a little questioning, then we should get rid of it. You know, like there are these other books that people hold in high esteem, and you start to question these things, and internally it just, you know, falls apart. Like it's how, like, Oh, this doesn't make sense.
1: Like the Quran, I think there's like it it references certain verses from the Bible in certain parts, but it actually references it incorrectly. So a lot That's of a lot of scholars are just like, wait, hold up. Like, that this does not make sense. Versus like Jesus talks about different verses in like the Old Testament and stuff like that, and he is spot on. <laughs> hmm. And obviously he probably had access to it, but, you know, it's like there's some legitimacy to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just the history of our faith, all of these, there were all of these councils, such as the Council Mm -hmm. of Nicaea, really wrestling with the question of Christ's divinity. I mean, most of the, most of what you might read on your church's creed is because of some council that took place centuries ago. It was days of just rigorous debate. You know, these decisions were not taken lightly. Also, when the canon was being finalized, where do we get the Bible from? That's something I'm definitely going to have to do more research on because I'm not an expert on it. Mm. But but even that was just spirit-led, rigorous intellectual discussion. Mm. And by the way, we think of reason and spiritual experiences. I've been guilty of this. We think of them as somehow contradictory Mm. because, you know, I came from a church background that they were very much, you have to go by what you feel. You just have to listen to the direction of the Holy Spirit and he will guide you. And less emphasis on, on, you know, just using your reason to work things out. And then there was another point I just went to the other side of the pendulum where it's like, okay, I'm just going to rationalize everything. But then as I grew in my faith, I realized, no, like, it, it is important. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. And that is such a great thing. Uh, I'm going to give a plug back to episode five of my podcast. Mm -hmm. My friend Brad and I, we we had a great discussion on how do we, especially as Reformed people, have a really robust theology of the Holy Spirit. Because our faith, not only is it intellectual, but it's also meant to be experienced. It's meant to be lived out. Mm-hmm. So the point is that it takes both a great mind, but also it takes heart. It takes a personal relationship with Christ.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that you brought up I like history, so I like that you brought up history. Uh <laughs> like the Ni- the Nicene Creeds, all of these like different councils are really foundational to like kind of the development of Christianity as we know it today and I kind of the emphasis on like those people had discussions and they had a really wide variety of views and they still came together collectively maybe not always peacefully as Saint Nicholas famously (laughs) you know like beat a heretic which he kind of had it coming like he was non-trinitarian but still probably shouldn't you know attack people that think differently Actually, I'm not going to say probably, you definitely shouldn't. <laughs> like, that's not something you should do as a Christian.
0: But-, Wait, but hold on. Isn't there the story of, I think it was Nehemiah in the Old Testament. Uh-huh. He saw the Israelites marrying these foreign women. And, you know, he went pretty aggressive after them. He, like, ripped their hair out. <laughs> or or maybe it was Ezra or maybe it was both. But, okay. but he roughed them up a bit. Yeah, there's so- some
1: roughing up. I mean, I, I think, obviously, I mean, the the story of St. Nicholas um, uh, attacking the heretic is not, like, fully corroborated. So, assuming it happened the way that it is assumed that it happened, I would say he was probably in sin because he was, he was angry, and I don't know if there's much righteous anger. It was, like, frustration with him regarding the logic aspect versus, I mean, I guess if maybe he would have attacked... I forgot who it was exactly, but if he had attacked him purely like you are disobeying God, all this stuff, and then you know rebuked him via a caning. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to go down that that rabbit hole. <laughs> rabbit hole, particularly. I guess to get to the point, um. <laughs> th- these like people at like literally all across the Mediterranean, all across you know Europe, Northern Africa. It's like they had all these crazy different views of the trinity of all of these things yet they all came together to make a unified statement and Mm. they had to have discussions and dialogue with each other they sometimes failed but they still had it and I think today if at any time we need to be willing and able to have those conversations like people in, I would say way less um civil environments had to like these are people coming out of like or literally during the Roman Empire, during coming like it's fresh in the minds of these people, like literally getting persecuted for their Christianity. Like, there's there's definitely persecution of Christianity here in America, but it's not. I would not I don't
0: know if it's necessarily to the same degree as it was there. Oh, definitely not. You know, no. And I it's mean, like we'll, we'll we should be like as soon as Christians start getting fed to lions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like we need to we
1: need to be willing to have these conversations as Christians and also Christians with like non Christians and like. We should all collectively as humans be pursuing truth and dialogue and discussion. And I feel like the people that always just say dialogue, discussion, dialogue, discussion, dialogue, discussion, but I really hope that I'm showing like throughout my podcast. I hope I think you're showing it through your podcast that like we're serious about that. We're not just using it as a buzzword that like, oh, truth matters or let's talk about this. Like we actually want to talk about that and we're talking about it and we're having dialogue and we're pursuing truth. And that's really important, I think. And the Bible calls us to that.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah yeah that made me think of um I have a copy of the Westminster Confession of Faith. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what year anyways it there's a there's a short introduction where it talks about these faithful men that created this document, and they they weren't doing it sitting in a comfy Bethel podcast room. <laughs> they were doing it under intense persecution, and those things actually the 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 doctrines and their theology and their their understanding rightly of that they're diving into um scripture and justify you know in interpreting putting all of these different scriptures together to really understand god who he is that mattered more because of their si- situation than less and mm-hmm. and i think if if things continue to get worse in America or, you know, et cetera. We, we need more conversations like this, not less. Same The same is true for the arts and et cetera. But it's like we really need to know what we believe. That's why I think we saw this with the church um, during COVID. It was like, what do we believe about the relationship between the church and government? the government mandates something what does that mean for the church and how do we interpret Romans 13 and how how do we understand our those kind of relationships and that's when those things are put to the test and that's when those things really
0: matter that's awesome so if you don't mind i I'd, I'd like to change gears a little bit what has been your guys's favorite episode to produce of your podcast Uh, I think it's episode
1: 8 most recent one for me Kyle Rittenhouse and Justice I think that one was really fun because I kind of came into it thinking about it like oh I'm just going to go on this long rant and all this stuff and then we went to actually a Bethel and Baptist affiliated uh, campus outreach event Um, and they one pastor of North Campus. I don't know his name. Stephen Lee. Stephen Lee. Stephen Lee had some really good stuff to say about. Um, gosh, no, I don't remember. What? What? Did he what?
2: talked about being lukewarm, mm. and he talked about in Revelation chapter two, verse sixteen. Uh, yes, three. Thank you. Yeah, he talked about being lukewarm, and he also really just hit on preaching your like remembering the gospel. Remember the gospel. And I think it hit, I think it really hit both of us, man. Mm-hmm. We, we've been doing these podcast episodes and we've been living, living our lives and we're, we're forgetting the gospel and mm-hmm. how, and how does what is going on with Kyle and what, what, went, what went on with that trial? How does that connect with the gospel and how can we, and this is, I think it's good for us to say it here too. We don't want to do another episode without, it being attached to the gospel mm-hmm. because the gospel is soaked in all of those conversations mm. and so we i think it really changed some of our course and we bit. felt really good yeah i was i, I was fired
0: up like after that <laughs> yeah i think i was fired up too listening to it <laughs> i was i was driving through a snowstorm listening to it uh. so you know i was on the edge of my seat <laughs> But yeah, it was really good. Just thank you. <laughs> yeah, the deeper discussion about about biblical justice. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that one's my favorite because like
1: I feel like our past episodes we've done a decent job about connecting it to the gospel or justice or why does this matter because it involves God and God matters and all these things. But that one for me really like. I wasn't gonna change course until Ethan said something about that because you were pretty like convicted by by it, and then I started thinking about that. I was like, "Yo, I, he's right. Like, there's a way we can approach this differently." And mm-hmm. then I just I felt like I, I said a lot of things that I've been feeling in my heart for a really long time, and it was nice to like just say it. Mm-hmm. And it was really like timely the subject matter and. Ethan started talking about the gospel and some things, and we connected it, I felt, like, really well. And that that's important because, like, you don't know who's going to be listening to the podcast. And it's, like, that could be that could be a way to reach someone or something like that. and Or just, like, reset someone's focus. Like a Christian who's, like, really upset about the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. And then they're, like, oh, wait, this matters, but it doesn't matter. And, like, here's why. And mm-hmm. everything's
2: put back into focus, which is
0: what I like about the episode a lot. Yeah, well, I definitely need that quite a bit. <laughs> Myself as so.
2: well. Oh, we, I think it, it did the exact same thing mm. for us. It really refocused us and really blessed us to be able to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm also thinking back, you know, i I had my friend Ollie on the show on episode two, and that's also an episode that got me refocused because – that is an episode where he and I disagreed on some things and and where he would disagree with most of the church, but but before that, we had had just a really solid discussion just about the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that really grounded us for the rest of the episode. and And I think that's why that episode turned out so great. But yes, to my listeners, if at any time you think this show is deviating from the gospel or I'm Mm. losing my way or I'm losing my first love. My prayer is that someone would love me enough to confront me about it. And by the way, you also mentioned you never know who might be listening. So Mm. shout outs to my listeners from Germany. Oh yeah. (laughs) I've been doing this through the anchor app and according to them, I have some German listeners. So Guten Tag. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Are any of your finals in languages?
1: Oh, uh, no. I, I dropped Spanish. I got,
0: flunked, I got my, I got my cheeks clapped in that class. Spanish.
1: Nah, yeah.
0: Greek. Biblical Greek. That is the way to go. Is
1: it? I feel like it would be worse.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That that was one of my favorite courses here at Bethel. It's
1: so- Did you take that one with Zach by any chance?
0: I I know he took took that. Yeah, I took my third semester of Greek with Zach. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. Mm.
2: Yeah, I was really blessed. I got to do, they actually dropped the languages, which is really biblical languages at Bethel, which is really unfortunate, which is, yeah. I could go off about that, but I was really thankful to get to do two semesters of Hebrew last year. That was really, really special.
0: Yeah, that's awesome for sure. I'll remember the day I was right here at Bethel when I when I got my Greek New Testament in my PO box. Opened up my box, got the little slip and I knew it was my Bible and <laughs> I I did a cheesy celebration dance right there in the hallway. <laughs> I was pretty pumped. <laughs>
2: that's special. Stuff. That's really neat. <laughs>
0: But yeah, what better way to just build biblical literacy than to, than to learn a little of the original language?
1: I think that kind of goes into like the, kind of the questioning nature that Christianity should really hold in like how I, like I said, Christianity is an intellectual religion. It's not, it's not all emotions. It's, it deals with some facts, some objectivity. And I mean, obviously there's emotions too, and it's kind of sad seeing I mean this is totally off topic but I mean it's kind of off topic, on topic but been like a devolution in like the education of our of our um pastors and stuff like I like you look back like the revolutionary war I mean like the, a lot of the pastors during that time were extremely well informed on current events they could speak Greek and Hebrew and Latin and all of these different <laughs> languages and they were they were scholars in their own right for the most part whereas today that's it's almost outside of like the Reformed branches and some of the more conservative Protestant branches of Christianity, that's kind of becoming a rarity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's the beauty of Protestantism specifically is just the studious nature of how we approach faith. There's like a level of scholasticism where it's like, not only are you glorifying God by learning about him, but you're glorifying him through your labor in learning about him. And Mm -hmm. then using that to to really be a tool to Christ's mission on earth and be able to defend the faith, not just on an individual level, but on an on an intellectual, institutional level, where you can be like James White and go and actually debate people or go talk with like scholars that maybe aren't Christian. Like I don't know if we're really able to do that to the same degree as we once were. And I think Hebrew and teaching those sorts of things to Protestant Christians is super, super important. If you're going to win this battle in the long run,
0: excellent. Well, the way things have worked out, I I think we're unfortunately running out of time here. Yeah. But but thanks again. It was this conversation went in a lot of ways that that I couldn't exactly predict, mm-hmm. and and that's what I love about what I do is that these conversations, they can go just about anywhere. I mean, I didn't think I would be asking the question of where Jesus got his Y chromosome today. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't expecting that one. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But the good news is we all have the rest of our lives to wrestle with it. So yeah, thanks again. And it's great to be able to use a real podcast studio. So thanks to Bethel University for letting us use it. And with that, I say soli deo gloria.